This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. What'd you do last night? Watch Game of Thrones. Is that it? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You're right into it now. You're hooked. Almost done season two. Holy cow, you're flying through it. So much nudity. They weren't lying. <laughs> Every episode. Boobs and dragons. <laughs> peepees? They show peepees on that show? Never. Actually, there was one full, full blown. And there was uh <laughs> Male peepees, female there was two. peepees. There's actually two. <laughs> there was two male ones. Uh swangin', you know. Um Swangin', is that a character's name? No, just swinging, but oh okay. but more like okay. um <laughs> I thought Lord Swangin showed his <laughs> showed his penis. So. Lord Swangs a lot. <laughs> Doth draw his mighty sword. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, come for the dragon, stay for the nudity. I will say, though, the w- female, not just because I'm straight, but the female naked people are all beautiful, and then the dudes who are naked are the we- always the weirdest looking. It's never Jason Momoa or, you know, the guys that the women have a crush on. It's, it's always not random. the hunks. It's like a guy who uh, betrayed somebody, so now he has to follow a horse naked uh, with his hands tied. And he's weird looking. So it's uneven. Yeah, it's not fair for the women. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You, sh- you should write a letter to HBO. It's too late, bro. Oh, it's yeah, over. the show's over. <laughs> Dear HBO, I've seen some schwangin' on Game of Thrones, but the schwangin' has not been of the same quality as the babangin'. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like the women are not getting this, getting a fair shake. Like the one guy who's <laughs> the one guy who's naked. All the women are beautiful who's naked. The one guy who's naked is like this, you know, Goonies, the sloth guy. What's his name? Sloth. Yes. There's a guy like that who can only can only say his own name, Hodor, and you see him naked for some reason, and he's a weird looking fella. All right. All, all I can say is close your bay window if you're watching Game of Thrones, also, because you never know. There's families walking past <laughs> yeah, your house. You never know when either somebody's going to be decapitated or you're going to see them romping around in the hay. It's just not a neighborhood-friendly <laughs> wa- viewing experience. Last week was crazy temperature-wise. Mm-hmm. Makes even the staunchest denier believe in global warming when <laughs> it feels like it's 43 degrees with the Humidex. Out there, it was it was really hot, and they they do say that one of the big contributors to global warming is <laughs> cow farts. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> yep, methane gas from cow farts. <laughs> oh, that was a squeaker. Is one of the causes of of global warming, and a big corporation. Wants to do their part to uh, to save the world, I guess you could say. Burger King has announced that they are coming out with a new Whopper that's made from cows that burp and fart 33% less than regular cows. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they've teamed up with some scientists and they've developed a new diet for cows that will reduce how much methane they produce. Uh, tests of this new diet indicate that adding 100 grams of lemongrass, this is the secret, they're feeding these cows lemongrass, uh, it will roughly uh, decrease methane emissions by 33% 
in the last three or four months of their lives. All right. Okay, 33%. Okay, are we still screwed or is this going to... I don't know. I wonder, you know, they say if there's like hormones in food, like you get the hormones. Will we also fart less? <laughs> if you eat the non-fart and burp whopper? Yeah. Depends if you order onion rings or not. <laughs> <laughs> lemongrass lemongrass. Is all took, huh? Yeah, give me a whopper and, and, and forget the lettuce. Top that thing with lemongrass. <laughs> My wife will appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, lemongrass is the secret ingredient, and apparently it's working. So that's a, 33% is a good chunk, man. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Of mm. of reduction in terms of the farts. You got to love the campaign they're going with, the advertising campaign for the new uh, the less fart and burp whoppers. Mm-hmm. They've recruited the the yodeling kid from Walmart. Remember the Walmart yodel kid who went viral? Boy, he's still relevant, huh? Yeah. Well, he's just signed on with Burger King, and this is a sample of of the new commercial that they're going to be airing. So to change their missions, Burger King went on a mission, testing diets, selling and produce their farts. That's a start. this fart talk isn't making me hungrier <laughs> maybe just putting the focus on how much cows fart and burp will make people eat less beef therefore <laughs> reducing emissions even more mission <laughs> accomplished we opened a can of something here jim <laughs> i didn't think this uh this cow fart story would be so controversial burger king is feeding lemongrass to their cows and they're coming up with coming out with a whopper uh, made of cows that burp and fart 33% less than other cows. And they work with scientists to figure out how they can reduce emissions from cows. We've got a lot of uh, farmers who are listening to the show right now as they work hard early in the morning and they're not happy that all the blame is being put on the cows. Uh, a lot of people agreeing that talking about cow farts does not make them hungry for a Whopper, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but we got some comments like this one. That commercial merely insults farmers and people in agriculture. Read up on some articles about inaccurate information about methane gas emissions and who produces the big numbers. No one is willing to do anything about those numbers. They just want to blame it on the cows. And we've got Matt, who is a dairy farmer. Hey, how are you? Good. So you uh, you didn't like that story about the, the cow farts and, and Burger King? No, it's it's always too convenient, right, to point the finger at somebody else rather than looking looking at your own actions and, and how you could make a difference. So I think, especially now with COVID, we saw early on some of the stories that came out from around the world of, well, as you said, nature fixing itself pretty quickly when all we did was, you know, stay home, stop driving cars, shut down some factories for a little bit. So 
it, it clearly wasn't the cows that were causing the problem. Yeah, cows aren't driving SUVs to work every day. Right. So, yeah, it's easy, it's easy to be righteous and point the finger at somebody else, but there's uh, a... And, 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 the, and the reality is, obviously, you know, every, everything has its contribution, in, including agriculture, but there's a lot of stuff done within agriculture to try and reduce the carbon footprint and stuff. The, the meat and milk and crops we produce today are extremely having a much extremely smaller carbon footprint than they did in the past. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, we're always working towards that. And even with uh, dairy cattle and stuff, they're always working towards, you know, genetically trying to, you know, chase cows that, that produce less methane. So you don't have an issue if the scientists have found this lemongrass diet works to reduce, reduce methane emissions in cows. You wouldn't be opposed to feeding it to your cows to do what you can to reduce the, uh, the methane they produce. But you would just like to see everyone else acknowledge that they're part of the problem and then start doing what they can to help the environment as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's make sure that the, the, blame if you want to say that is shared around properly and and that you know what we don't get focused on on the uh on the small things and ignore the big ones right so yeah enjoy the big ones (laughs) (laughs) and can we please like think of the cows here for a second like how about them 33 percent less farts is 33 percent less laughs in the field too like these poor guys (laughs) these poor heifers yeah, it is satisfying to let a good one go, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Matt, thanks for coming on with us here and giving yep. your perspective. Jim was angry about this whole Burger King uh, uh, farting cow story uh, for a different reason. Why do you hate the yodeling Walmart kids so much? Oh, I did say off the air, I, I wish that the, a cow would have just blown a fart in his face at the end of that commercial. As it's annoying. As not talking about it, Jim's like, a cow needs to fart in that Walmart yodeling kid's face. It's not very nice. Isn't this yodeling? Listen, it's one of the most annoying things ever, yodeling. Isn't it worse than bagpipes? It's working out for this kid. He's just signed himself an endorsement deal with Burger King. I'm on team cow farmer. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Not, so that not kid, yodeling Walmart no, kid? Not yodeling Walmart kid. <laughs> Have you been following this trial? It is yes. bonkers, man. Amber Heard is crazy. They're both nuts. Johnny Depp is currently in a libel trial against a British tabloid. And the testimony... <laughs> about this relationship that he and Amber Heard had, it's bonkers. Like, this is a one of the most successful actors in recent memory. He's got all the money in the world, and this is the relationship he ended up in? Mm-hmm. Um, somebody pooped in Johnny Depp's bed. This is being testified in court. Uh, Johnny says Amber Heard, or one of her friends, took a dump, in Johnny's bed. The maid found it. The maid was angry, so the maid took a picture of the turd and sent it to Johnny. So they've actually got a picture of the poo. (laughs) And Amber Heard is saying, no, Johnny probably pooped in his own bed or it was one of the dogs. (laughs) What a frame job. The maid says... (laughs) 
I've cleaned up after those dogs many times. Their feces, feces are much smaller. Further, they do not eat corn! Further, the dogs do not defecate on the bed. So the maid is testifying uh, for Johnny, it sounds like. Maid also said that she would never argue with Amber because she had a bad temper. And I didn't want her to yell at me. Uh-oh. Uh, the defense lawyers, <laughs> Amber's lawyers, saying that Johnny probably did it himself because it plays to his lavatorial and abusive sense of humor. Lavatorial being toilet. Yeah, okay. He's got a, he's got a real uh, toilet bowl sense of humor. So you're saying he's a guy. Johnny <laughs> Johnny Depp. Ended the relationship. He knew it was over when he found human feces in his bed. See, wasn't there... Who was the actress? There was another actress who pooped in her boyfriend's shoe. Tiffany Haddish. This is a, this is a new type of revenge. At least I think it's new. I've never heard it before Hollywood started doing it. Well, people have been pooping forever, so I'm sure... <laughs> I'm yeah. sure this type of revenge goes back centuries, Jim. It doesn't take a deep thinker to come up <laughs> with this plot, does it? Did you say plop? <laughs> this plot. This plot? <laughs> Jim, I just found a picture on the internet of the feces that was found in Johnny Depp's bed. Looking at it here, and it, really? it's kind of weird. Yeah, the, the, the piece of poop, it, it's like a, an orangish yellow color. What? I guess you could say it's Amber Heard's Amber Turd. Oh, my God. And I've got some Karen audio here, Jim. This is good stuff. <laughs> this Karen got in an argument. Lady looks like she's in her 60s. She started berating some younger people in an argument over a, uh, a car charging station. Like, they, they both wanted to plug their cars into this electric car charging station. Okay. And Karen, for some reason, thought she had the uh, she she had seniority and should be able to plug her car in. And things got a little out of control. My goodness, nothing better to do with your time because this is what your generation does. You go on grinder and do hookups. You show every part of your body. You have no self respect. Oh my goodness, none whatsoever. <laughs> you go on grinder and do hookups. Your generation is all grinder and hookups. Wow. Every day there's a new Karen, isn't there? <laughs> there's Karens everywhere. Wait, did you hear about that Calgary uh, brewing company that uh, got in trouble for naming a beer after Karen? No. Okay, so there's this uh, this brewery. It's called um, Calgary Common Crown Brewing Company, and they named a, a beer the uh, Karen Cherry Sour. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of sour women out there complaining to managers and stuff. So they name it the the Karen Cherry Sour. It's about to go on sale. They're advertising it all over, you know, their social media and stuff like that. And of course, a bunch of public backlash. Uh oh. They have to eventually pull the brand and and apologize. Why? Because Karen's complained. Karen, like that, you are playing with fire when you name something after Karen. <laughs> They had nine million calls to their uh, their hotline from Karens asking <laughs> to speak to the manager. That's honestly what I thought, but it's it's actually not. It's kind of the opposite. This is from the uh, a Calgary Black Lives Matter uh, Instagram page called not YYC not for Black Lives. Uh, shame on you, 
Crown, Common Crown Brewing Company. How tone deaf can you be? How is this okay in any way to celebrate Karen, who portrays white women who practice their privilege on a daily basis? Someone who feels entitled because of their white skin. There have been numerous videos that show Karen being racist, saying racist slurs, calling the police for no reason, playing victim, even pulling guns on black people, doing nothing, and so much more hateful, unnecessary uh, crimes. Not only have you failed to mention anything about Black Lives Matter, but this is what you come up with? We need answers. Oh, boy. I think they don't get the joke. They're making fun of Karen. That's the sour part. Yeah, they say come celebrate Karen in their marketing here. I just pulled it up, but I, I, they don't really want to celebrate Karen. They're making fun of her. Absolutely. It's, it's clearly a joke. Like that that is the meme. Is it we're all making fun of these busybodies. Yes, right? that's why people named Karen are literally changing their name. Yeah, and because can, they don't want to be associated with Karen's because uh, they're terrible people. And a Karen doesn't necessarily have to be racist. This is Urban Dictionary. Uh Karen, the stereotypical name associated with rude, obnoxious, insufferable middle-aged white women. The bottom line is you can't do anything without offending literally everybody. You can't do anything. Yeah, without the internet going crazy. The only thing the internet is good for is going on Grinder and doing hookups. Amen. This is what your generation does. You go on Grinder and do hookups. Last night, Jim, I watched the uh, the Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman. Mm. Did you recommend that movie to me? I don't know. I don't know if I recommended it, but I did see it in theaters. Did you like it? I did. Yes. Yeah. I really liked it too, and I I went in with high expectations because a lot of my buddies saw it, and they said, oh, you know what? That Gentleman movie is excellent. You got to watch it. It's so good. It's like it's like the good old Guy Ritchie movies, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Snatch. Snatch. Mm-hmm. And 100%, they were right. Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell. The movie was great, man. They sure do like saying the C word over there in England, though, don't they? Yeah, and Australia. It just it just rolls off the tongue, huh? The per capita, the C word is used, I think, uh, more than any other word in, in the movie. Yeah. Do you think in England they use the word Karen, or do they already have that covered? <laughs> it's another hard cut. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they don't need Karen. No. <laughs> They've got another. Hey, look at that. Karen. <laughs> oh, man. You can't get away with that that kind of language over here. Nuh-uh. Got me thinking, though, when the pandemic is over, they want to start uh, reinvigorating the, the tourism industry in the UK. They should use that to their advantage. How? Well, because you can't say the C word here. Oh! And you can there. <laughs> Freely, Vegas. Yeah, freely. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of like when when marijuana wasn't legal here, people would fly all the way to Amsterdam mm-hmm. just so they could buy uh, marijuana legally. True. And walk around and smoke it in the streets. And it's not just men who say it. My buddy dated an Australian girl for a year and a half. The women say it just as much. It's crazy. If if gangster if if British gangster movies are any indication. Everyone is saying the C word all the time I over there. I swear, I heard the Queen say it the other day, Taz, on television. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be a great, like, you picture the poster, you got, uh, you got, instead of the keep calm, carry on, yeah. maybe that kind of font, it's like, you can say the C word here. Oh, yeah, it'd be like, England. 
see the world with the C word. Right. Yeah. Don't be shy. <laughs> Drop a C bomb in public whenever you feel mm-hmm. like it. It's worth the trip to England. <laughs> A gentleman, if you uh, if you aren't offended by that word and you want to watch a good film, it's it's on Netflix now. That's where I watched it yesterday. It's Ben from Billy Talent. Good morning. How's life? How's uh, COVID nineteen pandemic life for you and the guys in Billy Talent? It's uh, fluctuating waves of finding calm and peace to then being completely terrified and anxiety ridden. <laughs> Much like everybody, I would imagine. We're all safe and sound, which is the most uh, important thing. What a crazy time to be alive. Just trying to stay as positive as possible. Now, you have a new daughter, so uh, positive is you get to spend a lot of time with your little girl. That's exactly right. That's the silver lining in all of this. Is uh, We were supposed to be back out on tour in May uh, for more or less a year. Um, and so, yeah, so to, I'm taking this time to appreciate every single morning and every single moment that I get with her. And uh, it's been beautiful to, to watch it in real time and, and be able to be there with my wife. And, and I think that if there's one thing that this has done for me personally, it's just made me stop and look around and take a deep breath and, and appreciate my, you know, my friends and my family and my wife. And uh, that's about the only good takeaway from this thing that I can, you know. <laughs> yeah, and on the flip side, when you've got an ambitious project like the Forgiveness uh, series videos and music that the band's been releasing, you got it all, you've been working so hard on it, it's ready to go, and then you can't get out there, you can't do the tours, you can't make appearances, that's got to be pretty stressful too. Yeah, you know, listen, every single industry and every single person has been affected by this and in their own way and their own version of it, right? For us, it's been more or less the music industry has been obliterated, like live music, right? You know, I worry a lot about my, my, my friends and bands and uh, all of the crew that we work with, um, and I worry about them a lot. But it's an opportunity to reach out to these people and to connect and to, to strengthen your community and to... to to reach out, and I think that's a really important thing, just in general right now. That if you know somebody that's hurting, or if you know somebody that's not um, having a good go, you know, I think it's really important to reach out and to let them know they're not alone. And and you know, call me an optimist, but I do feel that there will be some type of progression where it be like a cure or a vaccine uh, will be on the horizon shortly. And we just gotta not look too far down and just kind of take it and Billy Talent fans, they can really get a uh, dose of that optimism in, in your new song, I Beg to Differ, This Will Get Better. Why don't we have a listen to that right now, and we'll come back with more. Ben from yeah. Billy Talent. Here's some new stuff with Taz and Jim. That's new Billy Talent. I beg to differ. This will get better. Did you write that? Because it really does seem like you wrote that specifically for a global pandemic, Ben. It's it's unbelievable how, um, you know, well, Ian Dessau, the guitar player in Mean Flower and Billy Talent, wrote that song. Uh, and lyrically, we were working on it together, and we 
it almost feels like a, we wrote a song years ago off our first record called Nothing to Lose about being bullied and how you need to be able to reach out um, and ask for help. This song almost became like a part two of that because right. we know a lot of friends in bars and people who are uh, who, who suffer from mental illness. And in these trying times, even pre-COVID, I think everyone was feeling, and now even more so, like over-processed and very anxious and there's a lot of instability in the world. And that feeling alone is a terrifying feeling. Um, so yeah, we wrote that with the intention of like letting people know that you can get through this and there is help and to hold on just another day. And, you know, we had no idea what was coming our way, but mm-hmm. how much uh, this song now even holds more weight. Oh, I can remember your first album, the song from your first album, the video had the disclaimer when it was on Much Music that would run before with, I believe, a hotline number, right? If you were being bullied. Yeah, uh, yeah it was for the kid's help phone. And, right. um, you know, yeah, because we... That was actually a, a special video as well for a lot of different reasons, but uh, everyone that worked on it uh, donated their time for free, and every time the song was played on the radio or on much music, the label would donate a dollar to the kids' help phone. So we right. are uh, raising a lot of awareness. And, man, I will tell you, uh, even up until this day, we have people come up to us and say that that song saved their, saved their life. Well, when when you have your favorite band, you know, singing an entire song about what you feel is going on in your head, it's a connection that I, I, I've never been in a band. I've never been in that situation, but I'd, I'd assume it's pretty special. It's why we do it. Yeah. That's why you do it, is to, to connect with people. And listen, we're, we're also not naive enough to know that, you know, as, as much as myself and, and probably you as well, uh, I would imagine, like, there are bands that you love and you kind of, you know, they come in and out of your life at different times and new bands come in and, you know, um, but yeah, we've, we've been really fortunate that to have those connections with people that I think last a lifetime. Let's talk about uh, forgiveness. So this is not an album forgiveness. This is a series of videos intertwined with Billy Talent's music, correct? It was a an idea that we had to, instead of doing like a video, like a rock video, we decided that we wanted to do a short film and have these new songs that we were going to be releasing um, kind of accompany the, 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 that uh, chapter of the, of the short film. Um, we've now since kind of put that on hold, um, and I think we're going to release it all as, because I think there's two more, uh, two more chapters of the film uh, to come out, but we're now going to release it all as a whole um, once this thing kind of lifts. It was a bold, very bold ambition. Hey, worth a shot, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, we tried, and it's—I mean, the, the end—we haven't—we actually haven't finished the last chapter. It hasn't been shot yet. Um, the the idea and the essence of it is still very much alive. It's just been put on pause, much like everything else. Well, the new single is called "I Beg to Differ." This will get better. Keep enjoying that time with your daughter and twenty. 20- thank you, and you as well. Thank you. Appreciate that, Billy Talent. Back out touring. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. In twenty twenty one, and we uh, look forward to getting that drop of even more music from you guys. Ben from Billy Talent, thanks for your time this morning. And honestly, thank you for taking the time and for supporting the band. We really appreciate it after all these years, so thank you very much. There is one group of people who don't have an issue with with masks, and it's teenagers. Yes. Not for the reason you may think, though. Why are the teenagers wearing their COVID-19 masks, Jim? To get booze, obviously. (laughs) We thought bank robbers were going to be having a field day with this mask stuff, but apparently it's teenagers trying to get served 
uh, alcohol. Uh, there is a, there is an epidemic of teen teens dressing up as mask wearing grandmas to score alcohol. So what they do is, uh, you know, they go to Goodwill, they get the grandma clothes, they, they get a headscarf. <laughs> Oh, babushka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you don't have to dye your hair. You can just put some baby powder in there, some um, some flour, and it, like, turns your right. hair gray. Yeah, like so, like when you're in the high school production and you're playing the yeah. mom. Yeah, totally. And then you just put a little, like, you know, some crow's feet or whatever on your eyes, and then you put the mask over. You get a pair of old lady glasses at Goodwill. Like an old, like from the 60s or something like that. Yeah. You're good. to You put the mask on. How would you tell? And the person behind the counter can't say, take your mask off. Yeah. Because the elderly are more susceptible to COVID-19. Yeah. So it'd be a real faux pas for the, the person behind the counter to say, listen, grandma, pull the mask down. I want to see your face. And, yeah, why would you even make that assumption that it was a young person? Like, you're not going to ask for ID. It's like jackass. So, like, these videos it's, are... These... It's Johnny Knoxville when he dresses <laughs> as a bad grandpa. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I, nobody's got as far as getting one of those mobility scooters, but in these TikTok videos, people are, are getting their hands on walkers. I don't know if they're borrowing them from grandma or something like that, but, like, literally walkers with tennis balls on the feet of them. They're showing up <laughs> to liquor stores. And even men, it's not even just young women, it's dudes. They'll put a scarf over their head. And They'll dress his grandma, it. too. That's yeah. <laughs> a little over the top with the walker. Like, at some point, you're just a caricature of a grandmother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're yeah. going a little too far with the costume. Yeah. You're walking in the liquor store with, like, a corn broom. <laughs> I think we can all agree, though, the beer that you would you would get when you weren't quite old enough and you didn't know if you are going to be able to have beer that night to take to the party, it always tasted way better. The, the, the act of trying to get beer as a teenager is much more satisfying oh, yeah. than f- drinking alcohol when you're a teenager because it's fun, man. When you get it, it's like you won. You won something. It's pulling off a heist is what it feels like. You feel like you're in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And well, if this was around when we were in high school, you know we would have tried it. We basically would rub dirt on her face and put a hard hat on and a reflective vest and say we work for the city. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I ever like wear a full-on disguise <laughs> trying <laughs> Mast- to buy mustache. booze when, when I was a teenager? I know we had we had a friend who looked older than all of us, and he was the go-to. We'd all give him his money, and we'd wait outside, and you know he, he looked like he was in his, his 20s. And he was 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'd, he'd score. Sometimes he'd get shot down. But I don't think I ever put on... You, you were the construction worker. Maybe yeah. I should address as one of the other village people. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> the, the leather man. <laughs> I walk in with the chaps on and the handlebar mustache. Hello, I'd like all your white claw, please. <laughs> Uh, if you if you have worn a disguise as a teenager to try and buy alcohol, we'd love to hear from you. Call or text 519-643-9696 or 1-833-TAZ-AND-JIM. That's 1-833-829-6546. The teenagers wearing the masks, dressing like granny so they can buy them some booze. Billy Joel was out for a motorcycle ride in New York and he spotted a piano on the sidewalk. Somebody was throwing a piano in the garbage gym. Hmm. Billy Joel didn't like that. He stopped, got off his motorcycle, went over 
and uh, people caught him on their cell phone cameras as he took the piano for a spin. This is Billy Joel playing a piano that was left out in the garbage in New York City. It's a perfectly good piano. <laughs> it's a shame to throw it out. It's at least donate it to uh, St. Vincent de Paul or something. They probably take it. There. The action is great. The mechanics are perfect. It's a perfectly good piano. <laughs> Pianos are the worst thing to try to move or try to get rid of, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, I can understand why somebody just wants it out of the house. It, they're also hard to sell. Unless you have a, a good piano that's sought after by piano aficionados, like if you have a generic run-of-the-mill piano from back in the day, you can't even give them away no. on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. No one will take them. Because the effort to take them out of the basement <laughs> or wherever they are is not worth it. it it's very difficult. I uh, But I bet if you had a video of Billy Joel playing your piano and then you got him to pull out a magic marker and sign the front of the mm-hmm. piano... Suddenly, that garbage piano is worth thousands of dollars, That's right? That's true. Bring it back in before St. Vincent de Paul gets his hands on it. <laughs> hey, go grab the piano. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we just throw the garbage? I know, but Billy Joel's playing he it on the curb. It. He's doing a ragtime number. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.